Hello there, Doc and Fight fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of Boxing News Today. Let's start off with a bit of news uh, from England. We had a, a report come in sent to us directly from a fan of English amateur fighters. Uh, according to him, over at the uh, Junior Euros 2023, stunning finals, day performance, lands Team England seven golds. Team England produced a critical display on the final day of the EUBC Junior European Championships 2023, securing seven gold and one silver medal, and that took place in Romania. So congratulations to uh, the youngsters who are boxing on behalf of Team England. All righty, let's move on to uh, news of the day elsewhere. Uh, speaking of England, seems to Eddie Hearn just can't keep away from a microphone. According to Adam Baskin over at BoxingNews24.com, Eddie reports that the fight between Regis Progress and Devin Haney is virtually agreed for Regis's WBC light welterweight title. But he also warns that they're running out of time to get the talks wrapped up. And why might this be, you would ask? Haney, who's 30-0, 50 knockouts, recently petitioned the WBC to allow him to freeze his lightweight title, allowing him to bypass his mandatory challenger, Shakur Stevenson, to go up to 140 to try and become a two-division world champion by defeating Progress, who's 29-1, by the way, with 24 knockouts. It's believed that the WBC will grant Haney's request. However, if they choose not to, it's thought that Haney will then ask for the franchise tag, which would allow him to avoid Shakur for as long as he desires. Progress came close to losing his last fight in June against Danielito Zarilla, just barely squeaking by with a 12-round split decision after getting dropped in round two and staggered in the third. It's generally believed that Progress poor showing against Zarilla is what piqued Haney's interest. Like a wolf that has spotted weaknesses in his prey, Haney, with his keen eye, likely saw an old link fighter on his last legs, ready to be picked off for an easy meal. Wow. Alrighty, let's move along to other fighters, uh, specifically those being uh, bragged about by uh, Frank Warren. Um, it could prove to be a pretty big if, but if Daniel Dubois manages to catch defending WBA, WBI, w, WBO, IBF heavyweight champ when he challenges him in Poland on August 26, Usyk won't know what's hit him. This is according to Dubois' promoter, Frank Warren. Warren, who's been saying for some time how he feels the time is right for Dubois to do it, says he really does believe this guy will pull off the upset later this month. Warren again pointed out to the Usyk derek Chisora fight, the promoter saying how there was nothing in that fight early on. Warren also says Usyk's two wins over Anthony Joshua came over an AJ who wasn't firing like he was. Warren says he would not have put Dubois in a fight with Usyk if he didn't truly believe he would beat him. I fancy him big time in the fight, Warren said, of the once beaten Dubois. He's young, he's strong. Sometimes it's your moment, and I think it's his moment. I know that if he catches Usyk, Usyk won't know what's hit him. Can he cope with that 
power? And it's an interesting question. Warren asks, Yusik, as special as he is, does really only have those two wins over Joshua to his name up at heavyweight with his more special performances with wins coming down at cruiserweight. AJ did catch Yusik with some shots, more so in the second fight, but to the body. We still don't know how Yusik will handle it. A huge power-packed heavyweight detonates him on the chin. But here's that word again, if. If Dubois Katz is Yusik, what happens? We'll find out. Or we won't find out on August 26th in Poland. Can Yusik make Dubois miss all night? Or at least make him miss with his bombs all night? Or will Dynamite manage to blow up the defending heavyweight champ's chin? The closer we get to this fight, the more intriguing it becomes. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere, we see that the WBO has denied... Arnold Barbosa, a request to fight Tio Fimo Lopez. The WBO Championships Committee has denied a request by the management of WBO number one rated junior welterweight Arnold Barbosa to be named mandatory challenge for the current champion Tio Fimo Lopez. The committee ruled that Barbosa's request is premature, considering that there is no mandatory title defense to be discharged at this time. No mandatory is due. Uh, Lopez is currently in a voluntary period and can defend the, his title against any of the 15 world-rated contenders in the junior welterweight division. Therefore, the issue is not right for intervention. The committee also laid out numerous circumstances where a mandatory defense uh, obligation may be extended or modified and strongly recommended that Barbosa keep active and compliant with WBO regulations of world championship contests. Also, on a quick note here, boxing returns to Arena Coliseo. For many decades, the Arena Coliseo in downtown Mexico City hosted high-quality boxing events. This week, after an eight-year hiatus, boxing returns to the famed venue. Former WBC super flyweight world champ Carlos Guantos will headline this historic card on Friday against an opponent to be named. The event is being promoted by Producciones Joaco Arvizio. And now on to some um, fun topics, I suppose. Ebony Bridges is the headline today. Ebony Bridges gets distracted by her own breasts during microphone blunder. Wow. Boxing champion Ebony Bridges apologized for being distracted by her own boobs in a podcast appearance with the blonde bomber's microphone hitting them mid-interview. An interview with Ebony Bridges was disrupted not once but twice by her boobs. The blonde bomber regularly flaunts her assets on social media where she boasts a rising Instagram following in excess of 750,000 people and at her boxing weigh-ins where she leaves Eddie Hearn blushing. She's cashed in on them with her own subscription page, which has boosted her earnings when she's not in the ring, but they aren't always a positive. They caused a distraction of multiple occasions when she appeared on the No Context Sport Podcast. It was uh, barely a minute in when the first interruption came. Her microphone had fallen down and landed on her chest, where By Bridges exclaimed, oh, that's on my boobs. Oh, my God, something getting in the way. Um, the moment was laughed off in the studio with the two of the co-hosts not quite sure where to look. 
And having regained their composure, it happened again a few minutes later. As Bridges moved her hand, she accidentally hit the mic stand and it fell to the same place again, causing the cover to spin around out of position. Laughter broke out again with Bridges joking, next time try and catch it before it lands on my tits. This time they threw her off her own game. Oh, sorry. All right. Moving on to more serious stuff, yet interesting stuff in a, in a lighthearted way also. Clarissa Shields starts camp for Keith Thurman fight, fight, but he's called out, as we all know, Terrence Crawford. So Clarissa Shields has revealed that she has started camp for a potential fight with Keith Thurman. Uh, and she stated that she would outbox Thurman as it appeared he was up for a charity bout. And Shields has taken up to Twitter to give her fans an update. She said, camp started for at Keith Herman Jr. Activated, let's go. I'm going to get in the gym with Shakur Stevenson to help me prepare. But as we know, Thurman has called out Terrence Crawford for a showdown, uh, as has been reported on social media, yada, yada. Uh, Thurman, by the way, boasts a record of 31 and was last in action of February of last year. And as I reported, I think last, last week, uh, he's got a bit of ring rust for sure. Uh, meanwhile, Crawford put on a masterful display, as we know, on the weekend to stop Errol Spence Jr. in round number nine of their highly anticipated bout. So we'll see what happens on that front, depending on whether uh, Crawford accepts a challenge or not or whether we'll see a, um, an entertaining uh, charity bout between Clarissa Shields and Keith Thurman. More in women's news, as we all know, um, according to Neil the Deal last night, as he reported on uh, Talk and Fight, we're gonna see a fight between Jake Paul and uh, Nate Diaz. And uh, there has been quite a bit of discussion regarding this fight but it's not looking like it's uh, living up to expectations as boxing fans might have expected. However, Amanda Serrano, who's fighting on the undercard, has vowed to her fans that a rematch with Katie Taylor will happen. The two met in an epic encounter in April 2022 at Madison Square Garden, with Taylor winning a hotly debated split decision in what was the best women's fight uh, boxing has ever seen. Probably when you talk, when you take everything into account, Taylor and Serrano then agreed to a rematch for May of this year, but Serrano withdrew in late February due to an injury. And Taylor instead moved up to 140 to fight undisputed champ Chantel Cameron, losing the May 20th bout. But Serrano says the Taylor rematch will get done. I was out with friends in Puerto Rico watching Spence versus Crawford, and all I heard was, When's the Katie Taylor rematch? My team at Most Valuable Promotions will be working on that. We both have a fight scheduled, but I promise it will happen. What Puerto Rico asks, Puerto Rico gets. Serrano, by the way, is 44-2-1 with 30 knockouts and will defend her undisputed featherweight championship this coming Saturday night against Heather Hardy, as I said, on the undercard of the Jake Paul-Nate Diaz fight. And where the general expectation is that Serrano will, will handily, uh, as she did when they first met in 2019. Taylor is at 22 and one, six knockouts, expected to rematch Chantel Cameron, 
whether it's at 135 where Katie is still undisputed champion or 140 remains a question and the fight hasn't been officially announced yet. Cameron, however, has said she's open to moving down and taking more titles. Serrano had previously said in May, just after Taylor lost to Cameron, that a second loss to Chantel would kill a Taylor-Serrano rematch. I don't think it's a good fight. Our rematch is definitely off the table if Taylor, if Taylor loses again, she said. I don't know what Katie's uh, going to want to do after that, if she's going to retire, or I don't know. I know my career is going to continue. Obviously, Serrano's attitude has shifted, and it truly could be as simple as seeing how much her fans do want to see her try and even the score of Taylor, regardless what happens in a potential Cameron-Taylor rematch. But let's first of all see what happens this upcoming weekend. I believe it's August 6th when it does happen, uh, when she takes on Heather Hardy, which will be a good fight, by the way. Speaking of Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, and as I reported yesterday, pay-per-view numbers are not making positive news. Uh, the headline screams on uh, an MMA site, Nate Diaz isn't worried about pay-per-view or ticket sales for Jake Paul fight. He says, don't watch. Uh, the problem child has accused Diaz of being a bitch for avoiding confrontation in the lead-up to their boxing bout on August 5th. Um, and it's interesting that uh, a lot of people said that might have been the issue with respect to Spence and Crawford only drawing 700,000 on pay-per-view as opposed to the 1.2 million uh, where we saw Tank Davis take on Ryan Garcia. Anyway, so low numbers on the pay-per-view front, but it does not bother Jake Paul at all. We're less than one week away from the Nate Diaz fight against Jake Paul inside American Airlines Center in Dallas, uh, or at least uh, we thought it was to be highly anticipated. <laughs> uh, good point. Ticket sales for the event have been sluggish, says this reporter, and there's some concern that Paul's target audience will illegally stream the DAZN pay-per-view fight rather than pay for it. No surprise there. And Diaz doesn't care one way or another. Indeed, Paul has been critical of the younger Diaz brother, saying he'd hoped Nate would do more to hype up and promote the fight, which certainly makes sense. And it is something that Bob Arum had said quite a while ago, maybe last year, about uh, his own fighter at that time, Terence Crawford. Anyway, Diaz said that's his problem. I don't really, I think my, my, I think my fighting promotes it as it is, uh, I promote my fights. I'm, I'm going to get this a little, I'm not going to get into a little kid argument with the guy and act like we're uh, any realer than it is. I don't get uh, no realer than this anyway. I've never heard of the word realer, but anyway, I don't need to act like it. I don't talk a bunch of shit like he wants to. I want to stay and talk. I don't want to stay and talk shit and go back and forth. He continued. He said something about me at the press conference. And I'm like, I wasn't there for no argument. I don't even want to go to the press conference to argue with nobody. Like, if we're going to argue, we're going to fight. So let's just stay the fuck away from each other until the fight. Part of my language. So we expect things to heat up during the fight week. That would be this week when Diaz and Paul are both in Texas and the problem child turns up the YouTube personality hijinks. 
and will Diaz react to any of that? He said, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready to go to war right now. I'm ready to be cool until the time to fight. I don't care. I'm at a point in my career where I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to fool anybody. If people want to watch, that'd be great. If they don't, that's fine too. That's where he's got me twisted. I'm not in this gimmick fight with him. I only need to know that I'll whip his ass. I don't need the whole world. I don't need to be begging to watch. I don't care. Don't watch. The boxing community certainly isn't giving Diaz much of a chance of beating Paul. They've pointed to sparring footage and stories from recent sparring partners as proof Diaz doesn't have the boxing chops to hang in the ring with a younger, bigger opponent. Uh, Diaz shrugged off the doubters and even laughed about sparring partners talking shit about his skills. It comes with the territory, he said. I know boxing dudes and boxing gyms are kind of ignorant to things. A lot of box, whatever. I whoop someone's as it. I'm tough. I'm good. I'm good in shape. I'm not. I'm not good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm in just in better shape than ever boxer that I've ever sparred. Hey, it comes with the territory. Okay, so it's all good. Whew! What a interview that must have been. All right, boxing fans, appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you at uh, 4 p.m. when I join uh, Mike War on his show, Knuckle Up.